Welcome to The Floating Experiment. I'm your host, Kim Kogani, and this podcast is meant to be a moment of pause in your busy day. Get comfy, take a deep breath, and let's go to the show. Hello and welcome to today's episode. Before we get started chatting with our guest, I would love if you could share this podcast with a friend, leave a review or rating on Apple Podcasts, or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Those actions really help me to keep this project going, and I really appreciate you taking the time to listen. So thank you. Um, I am so excited for today's episode. Today, I'm chatting with Beth, who is a spiritual performance coach, and her business is called Visualize You. Welcome, Beth. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited for our conversation today. Yeah, I'm so excited to hear your story. And I would love if you could just share with everyone kind of how you got into becoming a spiritual performance coach. Yeah, so I mean, whenever anybody asks me that question, because I'm a podcaster too, and when I ask that question of my guests, sometimes you get a quick answer, don't you? But I feel like how I've ended up here has been a bit of a lifelong journey for me. Um, I've had so many different careers and I've pivoted so many different times. Um, And it's just been that never ending change and trying to find where I fit into the world. So even as a really young child, I was quite, I'm quite positive and, you know, all the time now. Um, but as a child, I was very sad and miserable because I could see ahead of me this conveyor belt of, you know, where are we heading? Where are we going? Do we have to go to school and then go to university, get a job and all of that stuff? I could see that it was leading somewhere that I didn't necessarily want it to be going. And so I've just changed direction so many times trying to find out where I fit into the world until I've realized probably about two and a half, three years ago now that the only way that I'm going to be fulfilled, the only way that I'm going to be following my soul's calling is to leave the corporate nine to five. And at the point when I left, I was managing business support programs here in the UK, up and down the country, helping other businesses to grow digitally online, but I wasn't doing that for myself. And so I'd got that longing and that feeling that I wanted to start my own business. Um, But I really had that fight between being spiritual, you know, we're all human beings having a spiritual experience, but also mixing that with the corporate nine to five head and hat that many people knew before. And so it took me a long time to kind of merge those two together and feel comfortable in my own skin. Um, and, so to, and, so, and so today as a spiritual performance coach, it's really about utilizing my, you know, my corporate project management skills and all of that stuff that I've learned across all of the many careers and different pivots I've had and bringing that along to allow people to make that transition much earlier, much faster than I did in my career to be able to go from feeling unfulfilled to passionately living, you know, their life purpose and doing what they're supposed to be doing. So I've had so many different careers and we could talk about all of that, but (laughs) I'm sure there's more interesting things to talk about today. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel like this is such a powerful message. I love, I think that we're really starting to see now in the current state of the world that Mm -hmm. like what we were told would make us happy really isn't that fulfilling. Like, I don't know anyone who is like super fulfilled by a nine to five kind of corporate life. I feel like it gives you that, that sense of security. Um, 
that isn't really real. It is totally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I really love what you said about how like, you know, there's this balance. I think what we've seen in like media portrayal is like, if you are become like the spiritual person or you kind of let go of corporate life that you have to go completely to the other extreme and become Mm -hmm. super like free flowing and like hippie and, um, I think that scares a lot of people. So I love that you you're so relatable and I feel like your journey feels um, really approachable and like a lot of people could relate to it. Thank you. Yeah. And I think that was the the bit for me was the difficult part was how I felt like I needed to merge those two parts together. But when you think about it, I was always being spiritual. You know, when I was in my corporate nine to five and, you know, a lot of what I do is um, visualization. So I've been visualizing since I was very little, but even as a, a project manager, I was using visualization to hit the targets, to meet, you know, my employees needs to uh, achieve all of these targets that were set and meet my clients needs and things like that. So I was always using visualization and, and using spiritual tools behind the scene. It's just that I wasn't sat in a boardroom with a, you know, a room of directors saying I'm having a divine download and we (laughs) shouldn't do that or we shouldn't invest in that because I can see what's coming kind of thing you just you just don't do that um but as soon as I realized that I'd always been that person and I didn't have to change it wasn't about merging I I was already merged and we are we're already merged we already who are who we are it's just about being more confident bringing out that that side of us so yeah I, I totally understand that struggle because I felt it so much for so so long yeah, I feel like I can really relate to that too of like wanting to to find that balance of like I still want to participate and enjoy the human experience and like mm-hmm. there's so much that's exciting about um kind of like I don't know like kind of being in that kind of workflow or all of that like I don't want to completely leave it but then there's this other part of me that really is pulled to dive deeper to mm-hmm. kind of connect to something bigger than myself. Um mm-hmm. I would love to know a little bit more what what is it like to work with you? <laughs> and what do you what do you offer your clients? Sure. So um a lot of the work is obviously based around visualization. My company name is Visualize You. So for me it's about giving that holistic sense of what is someone's soul's calling, what is their purpose, what are they here to do, and looking at their life in its totality and um joining all the dots up. I believe that there are things that happen on our journey that when you give yourself that space and time to do that, you can learn a lot about yourself, but also you can learn about what's coming in the future. And so I do that with clients, but I also spend a lot of time creating a vision in great detail because we don't give ourselves space to create a vision. You know, we might have a business plan, Mm-hmm. Or a spreadsheet with stuff in but we, we might not necessarily have a plan for our lives and where we want to be next week next month next year five years ten years down the line so I create that vision in in such great detail with my clients uh, but I also use oracle cards as well so that's another thing that I've learned to bring into <laughs> into the work that I do something that again I was doing when I was younger in my teens I was using oracle cards and the reason why I love oracle cards is that when I've created a vision with a client they immediately get this um, sense of, okay, that's amazing, but it's so far removed from where I am right now. And mm-hmm. they get hung they get hung up on the bit in the middle of the how. How is this going to happen? And that's where people start to procrastinate and they, they start to put things in their way and all of these obstacles. And so by using Oracle cards just in that moment, in that instant, we can immediately ask those questions 
of you know the how and we can work through that together and that almost sometimes totally gets rid of those self-limiting beliefs not always because we're always going to have some level of self-limiting beliefs and there's lots of different things that we need to work through all of the time it's an ongoing process but yeah so that's the kind of things that I do um I'm not very traditional I'm you know I'm very kind of go go with the flow really feel into the energies of individuals really tailor everything I do um and that's so I have a, a membership as well which again is all about understanding those individual challenges of the businesses um, that I work with. And that comes from managing, you know, business support programs in the past. I would really want to get to know the businesses that I was working with and tailoring events and training and whatever. And so I've just, I've just pulled that through into the work that I do. So I like to think it's a, it's holistic kind of big picture thinking. I'm not just focusing on one area. I'm, I'm trying to focus on the, the big picture so we can get everything nailed down. <laughs> Yeah. As, as fast as possible. Yeah. So we can move that, forward. That's so amazing. I would love if you could, um, can you like break down the visualization process a little bit for those who are listening? I think a lot of times when people are like, oh, like I use visualization, it feels like people are like, that's kind of like magic. Like, what are you like, what are you actually doing? And what is the process? Sure. So in terms of, I think, like you say, like visualization, people just think, it is just you're creating an image in your mind, but it's so much deeper than that. And so you have to use all of the senses. If you think about how you experience your life on a day-to-day basis, you're doing it through one or more of your senses. Yeah. Um, and so you have to create a vision in the same way. You have to create a vision using all of the senses, not just thinking about what that might look like, but what that would feel like, what that would feel like to touch things people what conversations would you have with people where would you be um what intuitively would you feel so the next step after using all of the senses is that what's the next intuitive step you know once you've created that vision what is coming up for you we've all got intuition and we don't always lean into it as well as we should we've, we've all got that ability um so i like to bring that intuitive element into the visualizations as well so to start with it is just about finding that focus and getting really clear on that focus, having some clarity. Um, and there are lots of different ways to do that. Um, I, I like to use scripting, for example, which is like the written form of visualization, because there's something magical about writing down what you want, because you can scribble it out and you can tweak it and you can change it. And you can really start to think about what it is that you want um, mm-hmm. and just let the pen flow. Um, People create, I'm sure everybody's heard of vision boards. I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with with vision boards, which sets me apart, I think, from some kind of law of attraction type coaches. Um, But the reason why I have a love-hate relationship is because I think a vision board is really good for helping you get that initial clarity. But so many vision boards don't use all of the senses. And so they're Mm -hmm. only part of the puzzle. You know, the, the people put images on there, but if it's not aligned with you at your soul level, if, you know, if it's not in alignment with your values, your personal values and your grand vision, and it doesn't incorporate all of the senses, which might seem a bit strange when we're talking about sticking pieces of paper on a, on a board, but you can still do that. Um, it essentially becomes something that you walk past every day and it becomes a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy of, you know, something that you haven't yet achieved. And so I think vision boards have got a place but um, for me, they're the start of the process in terms of getting clarity. So there are lots of different ways that you can you can visualize. Yeah. 
That's so amazing. So as you were speaking, I had like full body tingles, which is like, a, <laughs> like my intuition kind of that's the sign that like, oh my gosh, like you're in the right place. And so like, that was such a beautiful experience. And I yeah. love what you said about vision boards really just being the beginning. Cause I think like, again, like I've seen, you know, in like on Instagram or in social media, it's like you create this visual and then that's like by creating the visual, that's how <laughs> that's it, it comes true. That's yeah. it. Like you're done. You just kind of have to wait, but it's really like, it's important to, to use that to like find clarity about what you want, but that is just like, that's the, the very first step. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, I mean, I'm all for synchronicities, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But if you're just picking some magazines and just picking the images in there, how really in tune are they with, you know, the grand vision that you're trying to create for yourself? So I think you need to get really, really specific and find those exact, you know, the exact images that really Mm -hmm. resonate with you on a, on a soul level. So yeah, I I love vision boards, but they've got, they've got a place. (laughs) Yeah. And I love what you said about like kind of just getting the pen flowing and using writing. I like to do um, just like pick a random date in the future, like two Mm -hmm. years, three years, five years, and do like a really detailed journal entry as if I'm writing about that particular day. And it helps me to really understand like, okay, like what do I want my daily life, like those small moments Mm -hmm. to feel like? Because I think ultimately... Like, I really believe it's like the small moments of our life that really add up and can have an impact. It's not necessarily like the big life changing moments that really affect you long term. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, what's going to happen after that? You know, you, if you achieve that vision, then what? So it is about being in the moment and just appreciating um, the things that you already have. So one of the things that I say before you sort of start visualizing is, is having that bedrock of gratitude that for me is the the beginning um because if you can't appreciate what you've already got how can you be appreciative of the stuff that you really want um and so that allows you to not only raise the vibration and get you in a space where you can manifest and have that life that you want but it's Mm -hmm. it's really you know has so many other benefits does gratitude as well Yeah. Do you have any recommendations for someone who may be living in kind of the corporate life, the structure, and they're wanting to make a change? Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody's circumstances are so, so different. And I think it is about start, start with that vision, but it doesn't need to be fully created. So I remember when I, when I finally left corporate nine to five I knew that I was following my soul's calling but I didn't know how it was going to transpire I knew the name of my business and I knew Mm. I knew that that was the path that I wanted to be on but I didn't have all of the jigsaw pieces worked out so you've got to have that faith and belief in yourself and you've got to have you know it's difficult to say it sometimes but unless you take the action to close one door another door isn't going to open and so sometimes you just have to take that leap of faith on yourself um I wouldn't always necessarily say it's different in the UK because we've got lots of other kind of benefits you know in terms of yeah. health health and stuff like that it's very different in the US isn't it so I don't want to say anything that sounds completely you know strange or just throw yourself out into the, the wild kind of thing totally. without planning about it but you know you can plan for it there's different ways I went freelance you can go part-time you could do consultancy if you've got a set, set of skills in a particular area um you could get non-executive director positions or the equivalent in in the US if again if you've got that level of expertise there are lots of ways to like stepping stones to get you to where you want to go and I think we've always 
almost got this urge to get there right now instead of enjoying kind of the journey. And actually, sometimes we just have to make a sideways step. Um, so I think it's having having the vision, not necessarily knowing all the details, but taking a chance on yourself and just planning it and being sensible about it, putting the feelers out there and just giving giving yourself a chance. Because if you've got a longing in your heart, if you've got a whisper that's always calling to you, then it's only going to get louder. So eventually you're either going to get pushed. <laughs> the universe totally. is going to go, come on, <laughs> now I've given you enough warnings. Um, or you can take the reins yourself and see what happens when you take control. Yeah, I feel like mm-hmm. you can really tell when you're not in alignment, when things start to get increasingly more challenging mm-hmm. in a way where you just feel like completely drained, not challenging in like a fun or exciting yeah. way. And I, um, I've been there. Not good. Totally. Do you think <laughs> there's space for people to kind of go on this journey and also remain in a corporate environment? Or do you think that like we all should really pursue being entrepreneurs? No, I think you can do it. I think it's just whatever works for that person. So I know that um, when I got into that place where I was drained and I couldn't literally get up in, in the morning anymore, I had anxiety and yeah. depression and I just couldn't go in. My, You know, my body was like, you're not going to work anymore. I quit that job. I didn't have another job to go into, but then I found another position that was still in corporate nine to five, but it was more in alignment. So I went from working in policy and governance in the public sector to working in business support in the private sector, you know, transferring my skills into a different sector. And um, I continued to do that for the next six years whilst, you know, building up my network. So, mm-hmm. um, and knowing that what the end goal was, you know, eventually I was going to jump off and start my own business. So, you can absolutely do it. And I think actually if, you, if you're doing something that's more, that's closer to the vision and that journey becomes more enjoyable. So everybody's route is very, very different. different, And I won't want to give one kind of cutty cut yeah. answer to that because it really just depends. And um, it, it is all about, all about the journey, all of the journey. So you could, you could say that when you were 16 and you quit college or whatever, that was part of the entrepreneurial journey. It, just because the jigsaw piece just before you finally start in your business seems like the most logical yeah. pivot. It doesn't mean that all of the other bits haven't been leading to that part as well. So I think it's a matter of perspective around some of it as well. Yeah, yeah. I think that's such a great message of like, really, it is about like the process and less mm-hmm. about like actually getting to the end destination. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And even, you know, now, you know, I've really love what I do now, but it's not the end destination for me. You know, who knows what's coming? <laughs> I've got an for idea sure. what's coming, <laughs> but yeah. who knows, you know, what's actually going to transpire. So that's all really exciting. And we should never stop, you know, once we get to our end goal, we should keep going. Yeah. And how often do you think people should be kind of like updating their vision or like, I'm thinking of like a vision board and someone like mm-hmm. kind of updating it annually, I think, because along the way, like, what we want kind of might change. And it does, it absolutely changes. So I've actually um, been working on um, a Visualize and Thrive framework that I've got for my members actually today. So it's quite timely mm-hmm. that you said that. And that's really about being able to meet you where you are. So we know how busy it gets as entrepreneurs, you know, you can yeah. fall off track. And so you might need to get back on track with your weekly goals, or you might want to get on track with your five yearly plan. And so it's just about when you notice that you're not on track anymore, Mm -hmm. because it happens, life happens. um, It's about 
looking at that and going, right, how can I step back into alignment? How can I redo that? So there are certain things that I would always do every year. So I'd definitely do like a an annual end of the year look back, almost like a closing ceremony and then looking for the future. Um, but also, so I script every single week. So every single week I'm revisiting my vision essentially. Um, every single day I create a new to-do list and a to-do list could be classified as a vision to some extent, you know, because you're working on the goals that are getting you to that bigger vision. So it, it really depends on what you're trying to achieve, but it's an ongoing process. Um, it, like you say, it's our visions should always change because our circumstances are always changing. The people in our lives are always changing. The opportunities are always changing. So it's just about kind of meeting yourself where you are and deciding what you want to do. And if it doesn't feel right anymore, then change it up. You know, you, you know, be led by your inner guidance kind of thing and just see what works. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. And I love what you said about like to-do lists kind of being Mm -hmm. visualizations. I think, Mm -hmm. um, again, like it really is those small things I've noticed, like when I do my weekly planning, I started to ask myself instead of like, what do I have to get done this week? Like, how do I want to feel going Mm -hmm. through my days and this week? And like, then are there things that I can invite in that might help support that feeling that I want to have? And it really... It really has shifted into Mm -hmm. like this feeling of like, oh my gosh, I have so many things to do. I'm so behind. I have all these things I absolutely have to do to like, okay, every day I'm kind of like getting things done, crossing things off. And Mm -hmm. um, personally, like my goal is really just to navigate my weeks with more ease. And so that's actually kind of coming true. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love that. Yeah. Have you heard of the placemat technique? No. Tell me more. Yes, yeah, so I use that for my to-do list. So I essentially only ever have three things on my to-do list, which is kind of crazy when you think about all of the things that you actually need to do. But you essentially just take a piece of paper or your notebook, draw a line down the middle, put the three things that you're working on that day and everything else you write on the other side of that that line. Mm-hmm. And that essentially is what the universe is going to take care of. And you're, you're almost handing it over to like a universal manager or a spiritual PA, uh, VA somewhere. And a lot of those, it sounds crazy, but a lot of those things happen or you might get a telephone call and it gets taken off your list because somebody else has picked it up or something changes and you don't need to do that. And all you need to focus on is those three things every single day. And that's enough. Three things to get off your to-do list is is manageable. Um, So I like to use that technique and it just, just makes it a lot more easier to get stuff done. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. Especially I feel like, I don't know what it's like in the UK, but here in the U S like we have such a strong, like hustle culture, especially surrounding Mm -hmm. entrepreneurship of like being an entrepreneur. Oftentimes people sign up for it because they want more freedom. They want to work less. And then you end (laughs) up just working 24 seven in like this very intense way. And it's like, that's not why I chose to do this. So I love mm-hmm. kind of that shifting of like, okay, I'm just going to focus on three things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it works. <laughs> um, I would love to know, too, like, yeah, a little bit more about your journey, like what it was like starting your business and that transition point from leaving corporate to really going to work for yourself full time. So I was managing business support programs right before I left my corporate nine to five role. And I'd got offered 
the chance to continue that but I'd done like a fat it would have been the sixth program that I would have been managing and I'd done it to death essentially I'd done it mm-hmm. different iterations of it I'd done it uh, programs for women in business manufacturing businesses digital businesses offline businesses everything and I'd just done it so much and I knew I didn't want to do it anymore but you always get that kind of offer you know they're trying to keep you and it's really flat flattering but is it what you want to do and so I decided that I was going to take my bonus and then I was going to disappear mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I I left in June 2019 I think it was um, and I just took I, I decided that I was going to take it really easy to begin with like I wasn't going to hustle I wasn't gonna I was just gonna literally go with the flow and see what fell at my feet what happened um, and so I started out on that journey really figuring out what visualize I had this name visualize you but I didn't really know what that encompassed I knew I knew obviously there's going to be visualizations and things like that but I didn't have any of the you know the stuff that I have today and just took it day by day really I then um, one of my first clients was actually the company that I'd just come from, they took me on as a consultant to start up a, a program, get all the recruitment in place. And that gave me enough kind of revenue to get myself going. You know, it gave me the funds to kind of give me that confidence to actually, I can do, I can do this. Um, so that was really nice. And that's, I think that's another thing as well. So if you're leaving your corporate nine to five, think, leave the door open, don't never leave on bad terms because they could be your number one client and they're probably the biggest paying clients because they know what you're capable of Mm -hmm. and it's a lot less hassle for them to find somebody else and if you can come to some arrangement that you're just doing like three months or something or have a day rate whatever it's going to be really beneficial to you to get your business off the ground and so that's what I did essentially um and then COVID hit which I think you've probably heard this story loads of times yeah (laughs) when you've been interviewing people and so um I was so I work um, I do six days for the NHS as well um, as a non-executive director. And so I'd got my foot in business camp and health camp at the same time, which was crazy. So I, I represent um, 400,000 patients in my local area. I chair lots of different clinical commissioning groups. And um, yeah, that was difficult to be able to get the health stuff off the ground and also to do the business support. And so my time was very much split between both of those camps as I was building the business which is kind of crazy when you think about it Um, but that's what happened and that's what I did and in the summer of 2020 I decided to start my own podcast because whilst the money wasn't coming in as before because obviously a lot of other people were feeling the the hit as well um, I thought let's let's speak to entrepreneurs like you're doing right now let's speak to other people who have pivoted and changed direction and find out why they did that so that I can hopefully inspire other people to make that move and so I started my podcast in the summer of 2020 and spent kind of the the rest of that that year building the podcast up building my brand up Mm -hmm. um building those connections up and kind of living off a lot of the revenue that I'd made in the back half of the the previous year um and so that was kind of 2020 really just getting getting gigs here and there and just finding my feet, building the website, building the brand. And and then um, 2021 came along and I'm starting to get more in the flow, starting to get clients. And what I found was a lot of my clients have come from the, you know, the business that I've supported with my corporate nine to five home. And I think the 2021 year was really about me having that confidence to step out and go actually yes you know me with this hat on you've known me with this hat on previously 
but this is the real me. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm, more, I'm more spiritual than you, you you might think. And um, this is what I'm really good at. And it, I was just amazed at the people that were coming to me who I thought would not want to work with me. But, you know, it just goes to show that um, when you are, I think when you are who you are, when you fully step into who you are and align with that, you're almost a little bit untouchable because you're being so authentic that how could anybody really you know, want to knock you because you, sure. do you know what I mean? It's almost like you've yeah. got this armor on because you, you're so in alignment with who you are. And so these clients just started appearing, you know, randomly without really doing anything all of a sudden. And, and that's a nice place to get to. But had I never had that confidence to do that and step out fully as myself, that would not, I would still be, you know, having those self-limiting beliefs like we all do. And so as soon as I realized that, like I already knew what I wanted to be doing. Mm-hmm. in my business I already knew what I wanted to be supporting but it wasn't until I started talking the talk myself you know and saying you know when you align when you follow that soul's calling that's when the magic starts to happen and then everything just kind of unfolded after that um the podcast grew the clients grew and and we're kind of up to present time I would say now so yeah. <laughs> that's so awesome I think that is like such an important part of the process of really shifting and saying mm-hmm. like without any hesitancy like this is who I am this mm-hmm. is what I offer I'm confident in that mm-hmm. um do you have any tips or like how did you get to that place where you could finally just be like this is me this is what I'm offering here it is take it or leave it um yeah, it's difficult to pinpoint sometimes, isn't it? When that kind of transition happens. I think I, get, I think sometimes you get to that point as an entrepreneur that you think, actually, if I don't do this, then what I'm going to be stuck on the spot and also yeah. the money's not going to come in. And so you, you kind of, you back, your back's against the wall and you, you either take a leap or you don't take a leap. And it was a little bit like when I left my, my one of my jobs to move into the other, the other position. You either do it or you don't you either stay stuck or you you move forward and so it was just that you know I can't stay here I'm gonna have to jump kind of thing um I think being around other entrepreneurs so I'm in other spaces with other businesses um you know mixing with other people who are doing the same thing who are on the same journey that's always going to be beneficial learning to just I think the podcast was a massive help for me because I think it yeah allowed me to speak more about what I did and I I love podcasts because you don't know who's listening I think when you're doing a video (laughs) when you're doing a video or a blog so I I used to do lots of blogging uh, a long time ago but you know who's reading it because they leave comments or they share it there's a little bit more secrecy with a podcast which I really actually like when you're starting out because you don't know who's listening to you until they say oh I listen to that podcast and so I think you, you can you can just be yourself because you don't know who's listening Totally. That's so relatable. When Uh I first started, um, I did mostly like solo episodes. And so there was something I was just, I would actually sit in my closet because that gave me like the best acoustics. acoustics, Uh And it was just like me and my computer. And I was like, I could say anything because I have no idea who's going to (laughs) listen to this. It feels like it's just me talking to myself. But then I think it's... Yeah, I do too. And I think it's really intimate, you know, like you're in somebody's ear, you're you're so close to their mind. It's, it is, Mm -hmm. I think, incredibly powerful as well. A powerful medium. Yeah, that's so interesting. I feel like I have more questions. I don't know. I I think that your story (laughs) is just so inspiring. I feel like it's so relatable. And I'm wondering if you have any kind of last, um, 
I don't know, last tips or suggestions for listeners who maybe just feel stuck and they're not sure what that leap might look like? I think give yourself that grace to actually think about all of the skills and experiences that you've had um, in your lifetime, the people that you've met, the opportunities that you've had, because there's going to be nuggets of gold in there that are transferable and you can use them to push yourself forward. You know, you might have been through some trying times in the past, but you can do it. You can totally do it. And just take that leap and just give yourself that time and space to create a vision. You know, just start with what do you want to focus on? What is important to you? What brings you joy? Um, what lights you up? What do you want to be doing down the line? And giving yourself that space to do that and then just seeing where that leads, I would say. Those are great suggestions. Um, and on this podcast, it's called The Floating Experiment. Um, and I love to ask my um, guests, what does floating mean to you? I think float. So I always get like that um, image of like weathering any storm. So, mm -hmm. well, I've got two. I've got kind of that floating in like midair kind of thing when you take that leap and not knowing where you're going to land, but also yeah. that floating of like on an ocean, you know, when you talk about resilience and just bobbing up on the ocean and just going with the current and the waves and being able to weather any storm that for me is really powerful to know that we're all in our little boats trying to get to our destinations and it doesn't matter what the storm brings and how it batters the boat we're still going to bob we're still going to find our balance eventually and get to our destination that that's for me is you know what kind of floating means I think. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. That's so beautiful. And then one last question for you, where can people find you? So you can find me on my podcast at visualize you and it's visualized with an S because I'm in the UK. Some people mm -hmm. can't find me. <laughs> um, my website's bethuate.com. I'm on Facebook, Instagram with visualize you. Um, yeah, just come and check me out. Check out the, the visualize and thrive, uh, business club and, uh, yeah, just look out for me and I always love to connect with new listeners and friends and people so awesome and i will put all of that in the show notes so you can easily find beth um thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and chatting with me thank you so much it's been really enjoyable it was super fun all right take care thank you so much for listening if you want to find me, you can go to thefloatingexperiment.com and at The Floating Experiment on Instagram. May you embrace a new way of being and invite that sensation of floating into your life. Until next time, take care.